Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast and Happy New Year from all of us at Talking Wolves. Today we're joined by three wonderful guests as usual. Start with the main man as usual, Dave has a party. Dave, how have you been mate? Very well, well, very well up until about this week, feeling a bit sorry for myself today. So I got a Terry chocolate orange whilst we were uh, recording. So oh, other than that, it's an elite, 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 elite yeah. chocolate. Full, full whammy there. Oh, I mean, I've had that. Whole that's that's, that's going to be gone by the time we start talking about the United game. I know. Uh, and a little <laughs> bit of Pepsi as per. So yeah, but other than that, all right. Thank Good. you. And of course, we're joined by a uh, two Talking Wolves regulars now. Tom, Tom, how's it going? And what's your favourite chocolate? <laughs> Well, I was going to say I'm quite jealous of the Terry's Chocolate Orange, not going to lie. I haven't had one of them in years. Uh, Favourite chocolate is probably, you've put me on the spot now, probably Whisper, you know, or Flake, one of them ones. (laughs) (laughs) Whisper. Uh, Or Flake. Whisper's a bit of a rogue shout, isn't it? But, you know, uh, each to their own. And Harry Mansell from the 77 Club Podcast. Harry, how are you firstly? And most importantly, what's your favourite chocolate? Uh... I'll go to the chocolate first. Is it? Oh, oh my God. Moya Bueno, that one. What's that one? <laughs> what? The bueno, is that? the bueno one, is it? Is it called Bueno? Kinder Bueno. Kinder Bueno, that's the one. I'm all right, Matt, but I was just saying to you when I offer... He's very good in Spanish. I was just saying to you, literally, you had COVID last time I come on here, and then about a few days later after that, I got it. So like you say, everyone's had it, haven't they? This new variant. But yeah, all good now. Recovered. It's probably because after this podcast, we all come around and kiss each other. That's probably distinct lack of bounty shouts there, though. <coughs> oh, I, I, I do like, I do, I do like bounty. To be fair, right, you know, you've I seen, do write that. Uh, overhated, overhated chocolate. What a way to out yourself as a menace to society. <laughs> anyway, moving on, chaps. We've got a very busy one. It's the first one of the year. Um, the last one we did, we, I think we covered the Chelsea game last and we went to play Watford and Arsenal in that period. And it just never happened because, like myself and Harry, everyone else was getting COVID. So on today's podcast, we're going to be covering the Man United game, that fantastic away performance at the Theatre of Dreams. Sheffield United in the FA Cup, another astute performance from Bruno's men. We're going to talk a little bit about the Cup and where we expect us to, to go in that competition. And of course, the January transfer window. We're even going to throw in a little bit of a quiz, only a small one because I'm feeling uh, feel a little bit fruity, but uh, we're going we're gonna to chuck on in. But let's firstly start with that Man United game, lads. Um, and when, when, when we first got to, and it's probably more, more so for Dave, I don't think Harry or Tom went, but when we first got to United, uh, to Manchester, and we were sat in the pub checking the team news, a couple of journalists before, uh, before the teams came out had said, no, no Jimenez out on the pitch, no Adama, no Trincao, no Pedence, no Neves. And it was like a lot of the kids and we were thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, the main one was Saw, wasn't it? It was like, no Jose Saw. And I was there like, oh, John Ruddy at Old Trafford. Um, but now the team come out, I was like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, full strength team, but man, we deserve that all day, every day. I mean, even United in the Cup this week weren't great, but we bossed them. The fact, you know, broke a, was it 40-year-old record, was it? Over 40 years old, the record. Right, so, yeah. the the fact that we were able to break that, but do it so comfortably and easily. To be fair, the longer the game went on, I thought, you know what, coming here, taking a point, I, I, I would take it. But on reflection, I think three points was was well-deserved. Um, just every department played really, really well. You know, when they got that free kick at the end, I know Wolves have done a, a bit of content on it on their TikTok this week. But, um that free kick at the end, I thought this would be typical Wolves and typical United to score it. But big save by Jose Sarr and a well-deserved three points all round. Tom, did Wolves look like a side who had had two weeks off? 
Um, well, they, they certainly look re-energised, that was for sure. I thought we were I thought we were excellent pressing off the ball. Granted, United were very poor in possession. I thought that they were very sloppy with their passes, but I thought that we made good use of it. I thought we were a lot quicker getting up the pitch. Um, every time we got on the ball, Nevis and Matinho were, were superb. Uh, I'd say it's probably their, their best game of the season as a pair. I thought they completely bossed midfield. Uh, they barely gave anyone else a, a sniff in the middle of the park and they moved the ball really well and incisively as well, which is something that we've wanted. Mm. I thought that uh, Samedo in particular made really good use of, of his inside and outside uh, channels on, on, on the right, constantly you know threading the ball through between the centre-half and the full-back. He was getting on the overlap. He was causing them all sorts of problems. And even Marcel looked like he could cross the ball for about 20 minutes. So... Um, there's quite a few positives to be honest yeah um, defensively again I mean just superb yeah I mean Harry that, that lad up top you know he had, I can't remember his name though um, <laughs> the one that the one that Kilman marks out the game how, how good was that back line against, against United as had been the whole season but not just the back three the back five as a unit because I think Bruno basically un, undone uh, Ranić's kind of tactical philosophy in, in three minutes and you could see that on the pitch couldn't you with the wing backs bombing on yeah fantastic and apart from obviously when they hit the bar from Fernandez, we were comfortable again and they, when they saw they had Ronaldo and Cavani up front I was worried but as Dave and uh, Tom have mentioned we, we were so in control and so good and deserved the win the only worry for me was putting our chances away again but we got it in the end thankfully and great performance the only two on the day I thought were a bit off it was um, Raul and Trincao for me Apart from that, everyone was brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I, I don't. I understand the stick that Trinkow gets, but I saw him getting quite a lot of stick after the United game, and I didn't think he played that badly. I think he re- retained possession well, and that's probably why he's in the side. Um, it give. I feel like he doesn't give you an explosive, doesn't Adama does, and Huang's out, and he. We just look a bit more balanced with him in the side. But you are right about Jimenez, even though I, I think that. Wolves' success in that game was Jimenez's downfall because everyone else played so well. And Jimenez had, had a good game, I think. But everyone else was excellent, weren't they, Dave? Yeah, and I think, you know, there's still a lot of people um, talking about this Fabio Silva thing now. You know, he came on the pitch for like the last 10, 15 and did what he needed to do, really. You know, work, uh, add a bit of energy to the front line, you know, frustrate the United you know, defence, hold the ball up, which I thought he did well. Jimenez didn't do much wrong. It's not like, you know, we put three or four chances on a plate for him and he missed them all, you know. I think he did what he needed to do as a striker and he's done that pretty much for most of the season. I think the the issue being that we've just not got the ball to him in promising enough positions. And you could blame that on, you know, the, the wingers or, or the central midfielders if you wish. So I don't think all the blame comes down to Jimenez. But again, Fabio having a good game on Sunday. A lot of people discussing whether he should be getting the nod ahead of Raul. I think it's a little bit too early at the moment, um, if in my opinion. But I think, you know, Bruno will be happy. You know, there were talk talks that Fabio might go out on loan. And I think he's happy now that he's, he has got somebody he can trust to come on for the last 10, 15, 20 minutes and, and cause a problem for the opposition defences. Hmm. It's nice to have someone, like you said, a striker who can bring off the bench. And we've been, we've been saying probably for the last two or three months <coughs> that striker position needs addressing in January. But... Perhaps some solutions a little bit closer to home in Fabio Silva, who looks to have past two games, a bit of a baptism of fire. Yeah, I think 
when Large came in, obviously there was Luis Nascimento who had previously worked with him, I think. Um, so you kind of had a, an inkling there as to potentially Silver improving a lot this season. And I think obviously he hasn't played anywhere near as much as we thought he might do. He's barely got any minutes up until the past couple of games. But it looks as though um, he's adapted quite well to the physicality. I don't think that he looks out of place now. Uh, well, obviously we'll talk about the Sheffield United game in a bit. But even against United, coming up against Varane, and uh, Phil Jones. Granted, Phil Jones hasn't played for two years, but they are two physical defenders, experienced defenders. And I think when you look at the the goal that we scored, his hold up play was crucial to that because it's what gave um, you know us the space in behind to be able to play the ball across field. So um, he's certainly showing the physicality to back up the intelligence that he has because he's a very very intelligent forward. And obviously, that's not something that comes up on stats. Uh, and comes up on you know the numbers side of things. So when you're watching it from an outside perspective, I can understand why people think that you know he was a waste of money. But if you watch him, his movement is second to none, and he's very very smart with what he does on on the ball. So I think with consistent game time, yeah, he'll he'll definitely um, hit the heights that I think Jimenez has. Um, but having said that, I agree with Dave. I think it is a bit too early. Uh, to suggest that he should maybe get the nod ahead of Raul. But the fact that he's, that's even a conversation that we're having after the amount of stick that he has had over the past year and a half or so, I think is is fantastic, really, because I think he deserves it. He's a, a very, very underrated young player, in my opinion. Harry, how much did you kind of rate Bruno's approach to this game? I know we play with wit anyway, but... The fact that you come out afterwards and basically told us what the game plan was and how we implemented it from the start. How impressed with, with that were you? Really impressed because the last time I was on this show, we talked about formations and us sitting back against the so-called bigger teams. And it was so refreshing just to see us pretty much go for it and have control of the ball and make Man United look really average. And then his substitutions as well. Obviously, we, we didn't get that goal, but then he brings Traore on quite early. He brought Fabio on, as we mentioned, and it made a difference. So, full credit to Bruno Large because it could have been one of those frustrating games where if Fernandez's goal like, goes in when he hits the bar, it's a completely different game, isn't it? But full credit to him, and I'm just glad we got the win because it would have been another frustrating one, wouldn't it, if we wouldn't have put the ball in the back of the net. But tactically spot on from him, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like they said, it, it, toward, as towards the second half and the pressure started to grow a little bit, they came on to us a bit more. You're kind of thinking, mm. God, you take a draw here. But falling to Matino in the box, still yet to score a goal for Wolves inside the box, similar <laughs> to Neves until until last season. Dave took his finish of a plum, and you could tell he hasn't scored for, what, a, a season because he tried to get about five celebrations in when he wheeled away to the <laughs> I was going to say, I think he did the point to the sky, the grab the bag, the, the kiss, the wrist, yeah. yeah, the cradle, all sorts. Now, I, I didn't think it, it was a strange one in the stadium. It seemed like it was one of those, a bit like Nevers at Villa, you know, when it's like crawling yeah. towards goal, which seems like it's taken ages. Um, but yeah, looking at the replays, he sort of just got it absolutely precise and just gave De Gea no chance, sort of placing it in between the defenders. But yeah, great finish. I mean, the atmosphere at that game was great. Um, the UI end was fantastic as well, but like I said earlier, well deserved and great for Matinho. You know, making Old Trafford his playground now. I think this, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he scored another goal there, didn't he, a couple of years ago? So, yeah, yeah great, great goal, um, great three points. Yeah, and that that link up play between him and, and Neves was instrumental to that win. Uh, I don't know why Ranić played the way they did. I mean, 
knowing that Wolves have got full-backs, wing-backs that push on and, and create width, and then having Sancho and Greenwood playing in a, in a two behind the front two, who aren't obviously known for the running, it just didn't make sense. And you could just see from the off that we were going to give it a good go, and a good go we gave it. So a famous win at Old Trafford for Wolves. It's been a, it's been a long time coming, as we said earlier. And I'd probably say one of the best ways I've been to. Bit strange doing it sober, doing dry January. But um, <laughs> so when when you win like that, you don't really need you don't really need to go on the piss. But yeah, like Dave said, really good away end, and uh, it makes that journey home a little bit sweeter knowing you've got one over on probably the biggest club in the world. If you ask that was me, probably but... one of the most stress free travels home from a big ground like that as well that I've had ever had. I think, Matt. Back yeah, from old Trafford. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but like yeah. how quick we got back. All the United fans have gone home already, don't they? So he's gone. Mate, up yo, we were we were down in the Midlands at the services, like down Stafford, and it was fully United fans. Yeah, we stopped at two services. We stopped at the one before Keel, then Keel, because I'd brought I'd already brought some food and mixed some diet in, and Dave wanted a wanted a Mackey's or a KFC, and then we getting a fucking booty from WH Smith. I had, a, Smith, had a, a, a tikka bake from WH Smith in the end. <laughs> wow, that's great <laughs> food. Still picking the crumbs out of me suit. Oh. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, I thought I thought. That was Bruno's first big moment. When you look back at the previous uh, management under Nuno, we had all those moments, you know, Bristol away, Spurs away, the Man United quarterfinal, you know, all these things that got us so attached, I think, to, to that period of Wolves football. I think this was the first big, big scalp or, you know, memorable night of, of Bruno's management so far. I think, well, Villa first, obviously, but in terms of against the big a big six or the so-called big six clubs, I think this is such a huge win for, for Bruno as a manager um, in, his, in his career at Wolves because it's one of those that we could look back on as those memories that you do forge under managers that do get you attached to managers. And that blow to the kiss... Uh, that blow kiss to the to the uh, camera afterwards was just you know it's it, it's brilliant because he, he seems quite a reserved manager emotionally, and so just when you get those little clips of him being able to do that, you know it's good for social media and everything. But yeah, it was just great. It was great to see him have that moment. He shit himself in the post match press conference, though, didn't he? Probably backtracked on his uh, his request for players. I don't want this oh, to be. Well, I don't want this well. to be seen as a. Um, Basically, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Do, but I'm sure, sure, we'll talk I'm sure about Jeff that. Split, uh, slapped him on the wrists. Uh, <laughs> morale was high after that massive win at United on Monday. And it's been it's been a bit of a, a busy week at Wolves. We've had Sanderson come back. We've had Ryan Giles come back. Uh, what else has happened, Dave? I swear there's other stuff that's happened. Uh, Sanderson, Giles, Austin Samuels, Lone yeah. Aberdeen's cancelled. We signed Hayao Kawabi. Go. Yeah, oh, Sandy yeah. Kawabi's going in. Tati Gomez four. back. So, yeah, he's going to be the next Barreza. He's a Tati Gomez, I'm telling you now. Some <laughs> he does look good. Play. Well, he, he, he does mate, look we, good. We look good in the Swiss League, for fuck's sake. Oh, <laughs> um, I've never <laughs> seen him play, I can't comment. No, I haven't either. But we thought the new signing would potentially play on, on Sunday against Sheffield United. Uh, Bruno touted a, a strong team. He wanted to go strong into the cup and Harry, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And I'm, I kind of half expected it because of how he approached the Forest and the Spurs games in the League Cup, but still really strong. We, we knew Fabio would come in, we knew Ruddy would come in, but I thought it's like, I thought Sanderson and Giles would start and things like that, but he uh, proved me wrong and I'm happy and it was a really comfortable win, wasn't it? And 
I just love the approach he took to it. And with the fact he brought uh, Raul and Trincao on as well, second half, just to make sure, like I think it was at 1-0 at the time, that we did go on to win the game. So obviously Sheffield United had their moments, didn't they? And really refreshing to see because it's a competition I want us to go far in, obviously. Yeah, I think with Giles and Sanderson, if they would have played for Wolves on Sunday, then they could only either go back to Birmingham or, or Cardiff on loan. So that's yeah, probably why they, they didn't play. It's a weird one, though, because... Sanderson was being put through his paces at halftime and it looked like he, he may, may be coming on, but decided to put Marcel there for the first half and then Dendon come in the, in the back three for the second half and switch Kilman over. Dave, I didn't feel me in much confidence. Yeah, both both back threes were a little bit shaky. I thought yeah. they're quite open in the, in the first half and then they're over somebody that's, you know, meant to be sort of, a good, I say good midfielder, but a midfielder. Then Donker at Tom didn't look that comfortable on the ball. I think that is the three that he'd go with: Kilman, Cody, Den Donker, um, for the foreseeable. Um, but I think either of those three are going to be his options. Um, would have been interesting to see how he played or where someone like Keanu Hoover would have fitted in. I know in the past he's spoken about him possibly being at uh, a centre half as well. But I think the the Marcel Kilman Cody or the Kilman, Cody, um, uh, Den Donker are going to be the back three for South Southampton game. Um, but yeah, I don't know what we were doing the first two or three minutes. I think Aitnor Nori just blasted it across our own box. I don't know what he was doing there. Um, and and then the one chance where Goldrick had, he should have buried as well. I don't know where Cody was for yeah. that one. But yeah, clean sheet nonetheless. I think it's seven in nine now in all comps. That's, that's a big mental. record. That is. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think you know for a first game could have been better, but could have been a lot worse as well. Yeah, I mean, eight Nuri blasted in the best pass Billy Sharp's had all season, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable I cross. I don't but know how that goal got disallowed either. By the way, that was, <clears> that was we got away with one there. That we got yeah. away with one there. I don't know I what on earth they were looking at that for. I don't think Paul Turney had a clue all game. To be fair to him, there was a you know Fabio's um, Fabio's dink over the goalkeeper. <laughs> Uh, the line actually gave a goal kick and Fabio turned around, went mad at the ref and the ref blew the whistle, then give a corner about 20 <laughs> seconds after the incident happened. But there was a few times there where like he didn't know and walls appeal and he just give it walls way. Um, so I, did, mm. I think we got quite fortunate with that, but yeah, very complete performance overall. It's good to, I know the atmosphere wasn't fantastic, but it was great. Oh, great it be, FA Cup third round against Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, it's in a lot of, mm. I think, yeah, that's a poor, um, Poor amount of fans they brought, I thought. But uh, I've seen a lot of people moaning about that. I get about the atmosphere, but also about the day trippers. Um, but at the same time, I don't expect how you, I don't understand how you expect to gain new fans without these people coming in, you know, coming to the ground. There were loads of tickets left, which means there were certain season ticket holders that didn't come, uh, which again is understandable. But there were a lot of people moaning about the day trippers, and I think you know these are the people that a lot of them are the next generation of Wolves fans. So you know the club won't go anywhere without these sort of people. So yeah, I, I was sat in, I sat in the south bank for my sins. I thought I'll, I'll have a little change of scenery with my knee being bad as well. I prefer being stood up, so it worked perfectly. And some of the shouts in there, my foot the north bank was bad. Bloke behind <laughs> me, you may even be watching his podcast. I don't know, but. He couldn't. He couldn't remember a year some mascara was. So he's like that Colombian lad we saw in that year some maracas. <laughs> maracas. <laughs> yeah, some maracas. Oh, That's oh, brilliant. God. Get yeah, a t-shirt. I have, I have seen people moan about the day trippers, but if there's tickets left, like, what do you expect to not not to go or like, not to try and get mm. a ticket because you can't be asked to go in the cup? 
They people say uh, it's a close, close shop at Wolves. It, it isn't. It's just you don't want to go and watch Burnley at home or Sheffield United in the cup. You want to go and see Liverpool. That's what it is. That's what you mean. Yeah, mm. I said that to my dad. I mean, to be to be honest, you could probably class me as a day tripper because I've, I've I find it very difficult to get to the games living, you know, with uni with uni and stuff. I went to the the game to go to, you know, a Wolves game. So people could probably put that label on me, but obviously, you know, it, it, it's different. I I, I agree. I, I don't understand the. Some of the some of the stuff I see is quite funny, but I also understand that like you do need to bring in people that won't have watched Wolves that long or don't go to to that many games, um, you know, to try and get a new, you know, a bigger fan base in. You know, a lot of people wanted this new stadium or expansions and stuff, and then um, you know don't take up the chance to to go to. To some of the we, games, I mean, you saw, you saw. I think kids, uh, I'd assume under twelve was like five or six quid. You saw on the fans' reacts, right? But say we have um, John, the American guy. He took mm. his son Toby. He always on to me about trying to get tickets through son Toby, and that was that Toby's first game ever at Molyneux, and he managed to see a strong team mm. was smash three goals, three goals, yeah, you know, and, and keep a clean sheet. Like for him now, he's going to be desperate to go to as many games as he can, and and that's that's perfect for us. So. You know, I can't see there being many negatives to it at all, really. Incentive yeah. there as well, because you've got knowledge in the next the next round, which yeah, right at the fixtures full. Don't think it. I don't think it's that congested. I think it might be on no. the first weekend of Feb when we Feb, Feb, yeah. Feb, we haven't got a, we haven't Feb, got a game anyway. So there's a very good possibility that it's going to put a strong team out again. So again, another incentive for those people to come and why not? Hey, eh? like it's the FA Cup. It's going to be. You're going to put a strong team out. What, what, what are you moaning about people going? Some people, like you were saying, don't don't bother building a new stadium if you can't sell out on an FA Cup weekend. But that's it's just, it's, it's really null and void argument. You're probably not not going to sell out against Sheffield United in the FA. It's not a glamour toy. Norwich isn't a glamour toy. I'll be surprised no, no. if Norwich sells out. Could be yeah. worse. Could be. I, I, it was more. It was more. It was more the thing of you know a lot of people wanted it to be done, but then they'll. People will sometimes criticise fans for coming down that mm. haven't that haven't gone to every game. It's like, well, you are going to get fans like that in a forty-five thousand seat stadium. Wolves is a, whilst it's a one-club city, um, you know, I think that you would have to try and get new fans to to fill forty-five thousand. Um, so you know, it's 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 one of those where I, I don't mind. You know, if people want to. Uh, come and watch us. Um, then, then come and watch us. I think. I think where my confusion maybe comes is when you get these kind of like, you know, influencers or like entertainers that that. What about Mister Miami? Just say his name, mate. No, I like Mister Miami. Actually, I think. I think he Harry does a lot of stick for no reason, but. Um, yeah, it was those. It was those Indian entertainers. I think that that were like went to the Man United. That were I think they're Man United fans or something. I know I don't get the issue with that. If I'm honest, if they start taking tickets and away tickets like in bulk, then that's when I, I think there's an argument. But just the mm. fact that they've had a picture in the ground I for exposure, see. it's good. I, yeah, I agree with I it from a business it. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. In, and they ain't gonna come taking tickets. Like the the Mister Miami thing, I kind of get because he gets at least one or two t- away tickets most games, which I get. But the, the know, you right. know the Asian influencers coming over, you know, a couple of social posts. Sound mm. yeah. and yeah, like yeah. they've sit on their Instagram like last week they're at the United Wolves game and 
I don't. No one's saying that they're, they're Wolves fans. It's just they've, they've invited them down. They've had a picture of the shirts. That'll go on their Instagram. Bit of brand exposure for for, for Wolves in India or wherever their audience is. Mm. That may not have known about Wolves. It's probably not cost them much. It's a win-win. No one's saying that they're going to be playing left back and centre half in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> but they might be. Jeff said yeah. he wanted free signings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bruno said. Lads, we've digressed yeah. on the Sheffield United game. Um, but special mention to little Dan the, the Magician, Daniel Pedenson mm. and Fabio Silva, who, Harry, they were excellent, weren't they? Really good. And I know we spoke about Fabio when he came on the United game, but brilliant, um, especially Pedence, two goals. Um, Fabio, I know he got gifted the ball for the first one, but still, good pass, That's isn't it? And, right. he, yeah. He, he read that. Wasn't a, that wasn't a fluke, that. He, 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 <laughs> he read that. it. But he, And what I really liked about him as well, he worked really hard. I know it's like a simple thing to say, but he did. And it's good to see. And it's good to see him, you know, fighting for his place. Because a few games ago, we were talking about Bruno's finished with him. He don't want him, you know, he, he weren't even bringing him on, was he? Off the bench and things like that. But comes off the bench against United, impresses, gives him his chance in the cup. And now he's got, he's, he's, he's going to have Raul on his toes, isn't he? Because if he carries on putting in performances like this, he may eventually pip, pip over Raul. You don't know. But yeah, really good performance from those two. I mean, Raul in the first half, well, Raul against Everton, I thought was excellent. But to that, I think that's the best I've seen someone lead the line for Wolves this season. Granted, mm. against Sheffield United, who are treading water in the Championship. But, Dave, it was um, it was an extremely mature performance from the lad, wasn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, I did a swap with you, I think. I was in the North Bank, so it was uh, sort of shooting towards my end that first half. And it was just so good to watch. And there's a lot of people around me sort of, like appreciating and sort of, you know, eating their words. I think a little bit. They were like, "Wow, I didn't realize he was." You know, got a great reception as well coming off. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So yeah, I think he was great. And like Harry said, you know, as daft as it sounds, he worked hard. And I think that's the one thing with footballers. I think you know they can be one of the worst footballers in the world, but one of the things that football fans appreciate the most is showing that you're working hard on the pitch. And um, so he did well. I uh, deserved a goal. Could have easily had another assist. Played a great, a great ball to Adama as well. Just a little bit disappointed the last sort of five ten minutes of this first half, and the majority of the second half he quietened down a little bit. I just don't think he was picking up those pockets as much, but capitalised on those Sheffield United errors and just looked at many. He's picking the ball up from deep and just not necessarily being the furthest man forward, coming deep to get the ball and played some great knocks into Pedence and Adama. And like Harry said, you know, don't think necessarily in the next week or so, but definitely an option. Uh, for Bruno and maybe something to to kick Raul up the backside as well. Yeah, I think Raul does need a bit of competition because at the minute, well, apart from the last two games, it's been easy for him and his performances have been pretty shit. Let's not lie. Um, I know he's been asked to play a little bit of a different role, but hasn't looked at the races. But Pedence was was unbelievable. I'm starting to tweet my words with Pedence because under Nuno, I thought he was useless. But Bruno Large has come in and he's completely transformed the player. Links the play so well. Um, just and and against Sheffield United, he added that ruthlessness to his game, Tom. That we haven't uh, we haven't seen from many players this season. Yeah, I think the first time I touched on it was when we won four 0 against Notts Forest, uh, Nottingham Forest in the uh, Carabao Cup. Where I think I said something along the lines of if Pidence, uh plays consistently, I can see him being probably our, one of our most important, if not our, our most important player. Um, and he's shown it. Pretty much most games he's played, and there's a few where he's been sort of crowded out. Um, but overall, I think he's been absolutely superb. I think he's 
technical ability is just second to none. Um, I, I've never seen last season. We we saw it in glimpses, but just stuff like the little Cruyff turn that he did, and then the ball through to eight nor. It's just like the the vision and the the forward thinking is something that we have kind of lacked in the side. I think that is what we wanted from Vitinha when he signed. You know that number ten that can drive the ball up the pitch, finds pockets of space, sees the sees chances before anyone else does. Um, and granted against lower league opposition, but he was just as good against United. Um, and he, he, you could tell that, you know, he it was a couple of shots that he did at the near post against De Gea. Yeah. And you can obviously tell that he's cottoned on to De Gea maybe being a bit weaker at his near post. And so he's just, his decision-making is a lot sharper. Um, I think he's got over his injury really well. Second half of last season, he was atrocious, really. Struggled with COVID as well, yeah, struggle with COVID, injury issues, and I think at points, attitude and confidence issues. But this season, he's just revitalised. And same thing, you know, him and Fabio, uh, really, really good link-up play between those two, uh, which, yeah. again, we saw that against Nottingham Forest in the Carabao Cup. So there's a couple of games that they've played together now where you can see uh, you can see a lot of potential there. Um, I, I, they really seem they really seem to get on as well. Like when when they mm-hmm. said that, I know for the for the for Pedenzi's first goal, Pedenzi was pointing at Fabio Silva when they wheeled off and celebrated. So it's good to see good to see obviously they're getting on on the pitch and they they, they seem to think a lot of each other. But oh, just before we 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 come off the Sheffield United game, good to see Nelson on the score sheet because I thought he was excellent again and he's got into a few dangerous positions this season and failed to failed to capitalise on it, but. A very good finish and an unbelievable run. Yeah, great goal. As you say, great run. And at first, when he hit it, I thought it was going over, but I'm glad it went in. Because <laughs> imagine the stick. Hard the finish, like, you know, people think it's yeah. attacking, mm. but like. No, it's but the, the, one of the most impressive <laughs> things is, is how he got there, you know, like wing back to wing back. It was eight Nori across it, wasn't it? Across the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Across mm. the box. So brilliant to see. And he has had his stick. And he, look, he don't really get too many assists and goals. I think his last goal was United winning it on the Nuno goodbye game, but. He's been really good this season, I think. And I think people are like, they've got this like agenda against him a little bit and they struggle to shake it, a lot of Wolves fans. And I know he was a lot of money as well. But for me, this season, he's, he's coming into his own and I was happy to see him score. He deserved it. Yeah, he looks like he's starting to look like a mm. £30 million player, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um he was great. So his chocolate orange is gonna be good. Uh, no, it, it was it was great. I, I went with um Lib and as Aiden Ori was running down, she said, Oh my god, look how quick Samado is. Next thing you know, the ball comes across to him and he scores. Yeah, he's rapid. So, um, I'd like yeah, to see him open his legs out a little bit more though, wouldn't you? Say again, sorry. I'd like to see him open his legs out a little bit more. That sounds horrendous. I was wondering like, if there, if that was a one-liner or something. No, no. Like, there, was... Because he's very, he can, offensively, he can be very conservative and uh, not want to take players on. But he showed against Sheffield United that pace. Like, just, just knock it past someone and have a go. Mm. Yeah. I think, there's, there's I think everyone enjoy. knows everyone knows he's quick. He's just not really had the opportunity to show it. And that was perfect, really. He just caught them out. As they were a little bit higher, unbelievable ball by Pedence. And the fact that your two wing backs are the highest players on the pitch, I think that just shows how well Bruno's, you know, trying to implement different styles. And that was a perfect goal, really. But that's how he wants them to play, doesn't he? He almost wants the wing backs, the, the inside forwards, and the centre centre forward to play in a line. Uh, and that was a perfect example. But the way that we. we oh, Aaron. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> the, way I that, I, 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 I the way that. 
you know, that Sheffield United tried to press the ball back and we we kind of invited it on us a little bit and sucked them in and the space is in behind. Um, a little bit of magic and boom, we're away and it's, it's a wonderfully worked goal and Wolves have milked it all week, haven't they? I know it's against Sheffield United, but it, it is a lovely goal. Uh, but, Dave, FA Cup, fourth round, we've got Norwich at home, who are shit. No, no. <laughs> Where... <laughs> Where, where do, do we go? Do we go on a cup run? Gosh. Do we prioritize the league? What do we do? What do you want to see us do? Do you want to see Bruno proper go for it? Yeah, man. Why not? D- depending on when these other fixtures get rearranged for. Um, but you know, when we're in the Europa League next year, we've got to get used to these midweek weekend fixtures. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now, nah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go for it. I think this is a winnable competition. I think you know, Bruno said in his press conferences he doesn't want to disrespect it. And yes, there was a bit of rotation, but just purely because of our squad depth, we we've got to play quite a strong team anyway. So I, I would I would go as strong as we can. Um, yeah, man, let's do it again. As long as you know, I, I just wish for this season they could announce that the semis aren't at Wembley because I hate Wembley, or at least I hate traveling down there. I hate but, yeah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, let's go for it. Come on, Bruno. Whoa. Tom. It's yeah, no. Is Bruno he's taking us to Europe? But it could be that he's taking us to Europe and the final. No, I, I completely agree. Um, if you look at the situation in the Premier League, I mean, we're only three points off seventh, so that's a potential route. Five points off sixth is a bit of a stretch. I think Spurs are, with those games in hand, um, we could potentially catch up if we have a better second half of the season. Um, but we, look, we've got the second best defensive record in the Premier League. Um, which I think is is crucial for these sorts of tournaments. We saw this in the first season when we first got promoted, how good our defence was. We used that um, very, very well in that run to the semi-final. And I can see it kind of feels the same this season for me personally. We don't score bucket loads, but with that second half of the season, we always seem to have this thing that clicks. Like when we first got promoted, it started drawing up and then we had the Jimenez-Jota combination. Uh, the season after that, Adama exploded um, and, you know, Raul was getting on really well in the Europa League and Jota was in form second half of the season. Last season, we didn't quite have that. But this season, it feels like we're on the cusp of something just clicking. Um, and I think that with our defensive record, we can certainly, certainly win it. I, I really don't see why not. If the only team I can see us losing to at the moment is City in a, in a cup base in a cup format um, because they're just unbelievably good. Um, but any other team, I, I think that we, on a on a one-off game, we can beat anyone. And uh, I genuinely think we've got a very, very good chance of winning it. Um, having said... About, about winning the FA Cup after after beating after be Sheffield United no, and but, the but, allowed it. <laughs> and, and heroics with Cody clearing it off the I line. Just, I just wanted to go fast so Tom Rouse can bring out another version of Buzzing A the Word. Oh, <laughs> yes. Classic. It's got an EDM remix on that. Yeah, that's what you, I've just searched it. you got Europa League uh, mix. What's happened to Tom? He's got to disappear off the face of the earth. The old golden black for anyone who's... who's I still who's see him. Yeah, he used to be a general. Yeah. Legend. He's all right. Is he, is he is he on Twitter? Is he is he watching Wolves anymore? No, he's he making music. He's making music. Yeah. He's got seat tickets, and I think he's he still. I was what's happening to that actually. Yeah, he's all right. He's all good. Tom, if you are listening or watching, make sure you drop a comment, mate. It'd be nice to hear off you. Um, <laughs> just to just to see if you're all right. But Harry, FA Cup. Where do you see Wolves going? Out Hopefully, the all the way, mate. Uh, but 
I'm happy with the draw. I, I, I want to keep getting draws like that where we're the slight favourites at home and just keep plodding yeah. along. And I want I want revenge from the the wounds that still haven't recovered from that horrible day in that semi-final against Watford. And I love that run, that cup run. I mean, the FA Cup, it has been watered down over the years. Like, you know, the, the historic feeling of the cup mm. and people disrespect it a lot, especially the Premier League team. But once you get through a couple of rounds, you start to believe, don't you? And I loved it. I love that run we had under Nuno and I'd love to go one step further. And Tom mentioned Man City there and I still I still get annoyed because I still think we'd have given such a good game in that final if we would have mm. got there. Obviously, there's got there's a deal. very good chance though. I said that. I said that. Mm. There's a very there's a very good chance though if we get to the final and say Man City in the final and they beat us, we could still get Europe, couldn't we, Dave? So if because I don't know how it works anymore because you used to, I think they've changed it. You used to be able to, if you were a finalist, you would get the yeah. Europa League. But they've mm. changed it now. Um, so I think it goes to the league place, but you know, the, you got every chance that the top eight could still get Europe, depending on the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup winners. Yeah. So, I would and then you've got Conference League as well. I'd happily take the Conference League. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the away days there would be so. Go to Rostov away, lad. <laughs> oh, no. That's what you want, though. You want like the you want the team in Malta, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll lose to Norwich now. That we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're hyping it up. <laughs> we could still, we could still finish eighth in the league. I, I think, we, I think we could finish eighth. Well, it depends on the January window, which will come. I up think we could finish seventh. To be fair, we're not far yeah. off. Well, Villa are boring lot after the league, aren't they? So I think they're, I think they're going to finish strong. They're looking we're a lot slagging Bruno off this time last month. It's, it's mate. I was going to say I'll this back the, him the whole way, mate. It's every time we, we, we come on this podcast, it's polar opposites from the episode uh-huh. before. It's absolutely, <laughs> mate. It's, it's un- unbelievable how fickle football fickle. fans are, including fickle, yourself. Fickle, fickle. And, yeah, yeah, and like how, how much a win can change like morale. Um, I agree. God, uh, with um, all the backlash on Twitter and that after that Percy article, these two these two results have just calmed everyone down, hasn't it? Like, yeah, everyone's happy again. Now. again? Oh, that John Percy article. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice one, everyone's going mad, and then we beat Man United, beat Sheffield United quite comfortably, and everyone's. And like, oh, they squeezed in that. They squeezed in that Scott Sellers interview after the United yeah. win. I saw that was good. There was good thinking. That that was mm. good. I don't. Well, let's talk about that that article they released, Dave. I I don't think it was but that bad. It confirmed. Yeah. It confirmed what we already knew. It's the communication that we've 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 wanted for for so long. But because it wasn't the message that Wolves fans wanted, it was, oh, fuck him, it's a load of bollocks. Yeah, I think when it was on the Tuesday, wasn't it? So when we were on the way to uh, United, I know we were in the car just talking about sometimes you, you just want a bit more transparency from the club. Yeah. Um. So when that came out, I saw it drop. There are articles sometimes where I see it and I don't actually read it until quite later or about three people send it me. Like, have you read this yet? So I, I, I think you sent it to me, man. I thought I'll get you were like, oh, get ready for the backlash. And I read it, and I sort of, it was what I expected. I knew Wolves weren't going to make big signings. It's what we already knew. But at the same time, it wasn't ruling out anything, out, you know, any transfers at the same time. So I got it. And to be fair, I, I think I put a tweet out about it, and most people agreed. But you ain't like I think you said to me, Matt, you ain't going to get Scott Seller say, right, lads, we want to come out this summer and we want to spe- we want to sign three top world class players. Yeah. Because every time you go, because yeah. every time you go to a club, they're like, "Oh, you want you want a top player?" So ask, you know, we want ten million pound more off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, look at what what's happening to Newcastle now. They were talking Come about you know these top European talents, and now they're signing Chris Wood. So, 
That's what, <laughs> that's what happens. That is, Everyone knows you've got money. Yeah. It is. It is. I, I, I think the conservative approach um, works in terms of, uh, in, in, in the press, a conservative approach always works. Um, and people, a few people who maybe follow me on Twitter know I've said, I've been, in some senses, maybe outspoken. I don't know. I've always been quite for Foson or against Foson, particularly the summer window. I was I wasn't happy whatsoever. I think fickle's the word you're looking for, Tom. <laughs> yeah, fickle. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm I'm fickle. I think, but I'm fair though. I am fair. And I, when the article came out, I read it, and to be honest, I didn't really see anything wrong with it because we know that money is potentially an issue. Um, we don't know for sure, um, but what we wanted as fans was communication. And in the summer, yes, Ask Wolves has been brought up a lot as being hypocritical or so on and so forth, but we did get communication, however edited or maybe, you know, it was. But we've had communication in this window as well. So as long as they're upfront and honest... I can stomach what happens. My only issue would ever be if they say that they're going to spend a hundred million and they don't spend anything. That would be when I, I would get annoyed. Yes, it's disappointing having a lack of spending, but if you've got good players out on loan, what's the point of blowing 25, 30 million pounds on someone when you've got you know, good, exciting young prospects. That's their logic. You know, they're a business company. They're an investment company. They're going to see it as we've already got assets that have value that can come into the team and do well. And we already know that they want to promote young players. Um, so in their view, it's like, well, why should we spend 30, 35, yeah. 40 million on a centre-back when we've got Dion Sanderson, who's young, he's got experience in the Football League. He's had rave reviews at every club he's been at. We'll bring him back if we need to use him. We can, and that way we don't have to spend money. Um, it, it, it is, it is smart. You know, it is smart because that's how you, you would. You'd, that's how you'd run a business with your head. And I think a lot of Wolves fans are thinking with with the heart. Like we we want the best and we want it now. But ah, it's difficult. Football it, can't be run as a business. Sometimes I think that's the issue. Um, Not many football clubs make money though. Anyway, yeah, football is so volatile. Uh, as as a in a business sense, you can't predict what's going to happen. You could have a player that's fifty million pounds gets injured uh, for a year, and his value drops by half. You know, it's not a predictable market. Markets aren't predictable in football because it's so spontaneous. So the issue with football is that you can't treat it in, as such as such a, as a as a solid business that you can say, right, we make this turnover this year, we have this value in assets because it's it fluctuates every year. Max Kilman. You know his value last year was what we're talking about selling him for two and a half million. This season, you if he continues to have the season he has, his value is at least twenty because he's, he's English, he's young, he's, and he's, he's forty-five, fifty million pound player. Yeah, so this is the thing. You know, you look at Kilman as an example. Pedro Goncalves and Vitinha, two young players that haven't had the chance, um, and people have been fuming that you know Goncalves in particular didn't get a go. We're now hopefully going to give young players a go um, so we don't miss out on, you know, a Goncalves again. Uh, Giles is a strange one for me. I don't really know where he's going to play. And obviously, I think you posted um, on Twitter, Talking Wolves, rumour that he's potentially going to be loaned out again. So for me, that's yeah. a strange one. There's quite, there's quite a few clubs looking at him. But Bruno's also said, like, 
he he can he can play left wing and Day said that to me. I was like, I want him left wing, but yeah, he, he seems quite confident, does he, Bruno? That he, he he could play there, but I don't know if he does that. He's good. De- he got good delivery on him. I think I think the thing is, and I I agree with the points that you've made. I think the thing is, and that other fans need to realise, you can't just spend money for the sake of it. Like I've said earlier, you know, there's some dreadful deals or some, you know, dreadful business going on. Although, you know, I do agree with some fans that we probably should squeeze a bit more for Adama, who's valued at, you know, mm. apparently about 20 million. Um, the club have said for a long time, I say long time, the last year or so, they're going to be sell to buy. Have we had, bar Jota, I don't think we've had, you know, we've been very, very lucky with the players that have stayed yeah. at this club so far. Mm. Um, so I think, and, and you know, like, oh, we need to spend this, we need to improve this. Yeah, fair enough. But if you spend £30 million on a centre-half, who do you drop out of the back three? Mm. Says Cody and Kilman have all been fantastic. Been super, you spend yeah. £30 million on, uh, pound on somebody that's going to upset the harmony in the squad. Mm. Oh, let's spend £30 million on a striker. Who are you going to take out? You're going to upset Fabio Silva, have to send him out on loan to a club and it's not going to work. Your best ever Premier League goal scorer, Jimenez, out the team. You know, you've got to, you've got to think about the harmony and morale side of things as well. And I think we're in a good place at the moment without yeah. having to spend a fortune. I agree the depth needs some work in one or two areas, but you're not going yeah. to be able to sign somebody just, I, just for the sake of it. I think it's some said, people, um, sorry, Matt, I think some people are worried that if we don't show this mad ambition that the likes like Ruben Neves is just going to want to leave. I think that's in the back of people's minds. But like you say, they're not going to spend for no will. reason. I get that. I get that. It, uh, yeah. I think... It, Neves all known uh, as as he's a professional footballer that January's traditionally a seller's market, and we aren't yeah. now. Isn't the time to go and do the business that we want in terms of if if we go sign a central midfielder now and we don't get rid of anyone, it's going to be some I don't know. It'll be it'll be Bruno Jordao esque. It'll be that ability. It's not going to be someone who comes in and strengthens. John the Swift from Reading. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be someone like that, and I'm quite like Dicky. Good player. Yeah. Good player. Um, but I, I I get I get fans' frustrations, and it all stems from the we want to be as big as Man City comments. So it's just come to bite Jeff on the arse time after time after time, and he has clarified those comments since. But the statement was a. It was all much of a muchness, wasn't it? It was just like, well, thanks mm. for telling us what we already know. And Bosun have been criticised for their decisions, but like, like Dave said, in terms of outgoings, we haven't we haven't had one of our key players sold from under our nose. The Jota one, everyone's like at the time, that's mm. fine because he's gone on to mm, Liverpool yeah. and absolutely smashed it. It's like, oh, we, we sold we sold Jota for forty million, replacing with Silver for thirty five. But that that's not what we did. You can't you can't look at it like that. That's like saying I've just sold my car and I've done the weekly shop and I've made fifteen grand profit off the weekly shop. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's not that's not what analogy. Like it's not we it's not a light for light replacement. You can't look at it like yeah. that. But I think. I'm, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a busy window, and I think it's mm. gonna be more outgoings than incomings. But we'll we'll touch on this quickly before we get into the quiz. But Harry Adama Trail, right? What? I'm sick of it already. It's 11th of Jan, and I'm sick of the saga. Just get him gone. I, I personally want to keep him, but I know that's quite an unpopular opinion. I, <laughs> although he's got, although he's got zero stats in terms of assists and goals, and that he come on against United and look, he was really involved in the goal. He, Cross the ball in, I guess. And I know he's frustrating. I think 20 million's 
really cheap. But I, I know his contract's running down and I know he wants to get paid more. So in terms of that, if he's going <laughs> to keep kicking up a fuss, then maybe it's the right thing to do. But I want to keep him personally and I hope they can sort it and get, get him to sign a contract because he's something different. He's a unique player. He offers things differently. I know he was terrible against Sheffield United. He was so frustrating at times and that's just him in a nutshell. But then on the other hand, he comes on against United and crosses the ball in that pretty much sets up the goal. So It was, it yeah. was a poor cross that was headed out. I mean, yeah, let's not... Like, he's come on and changed the game, didn't he? He come on and changed the game at the end of the day. He's better than Trincao, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I've, I've more, stuck up... Explosive I've... than Trincao. Sorry, Tom. He's more explosive than yeah, Trincao. And he gives you he gives you another dynamic, dynamic that no other player will... Well, no other player apart from the likes of Maximum or, or someone like uh, Doku who, who would give you that dynamic. But he doesn't want to. He, he wants to be here, but he wants to be one of the highest earners. Now, unfortunately, you cannot be one of the highest earners at a club that includes Neves, Matinho, Jose Sarr when you can't even half the time kick a football. I'm sorry. I love the bloke. I absolutely adore the bloke, and I'd be gutted when he goes. But what kind of message does that send to Neves? When Adama's earning more money than you, how can you how can you be the highest earner when you can't even start for the club? Because he hasn't been starting, yeah. he can't, he doesn't fit into the system. If we change manager and we play out and out wingers, I see the argument, but we don't. So it just it, if um, if he goes as well, say he does upgrade a little slightly, he's just going to be an impact player wherever he goes, isn't he? He's probably yeah, on the right. He's not going to be a starter. That's all he'll ever be. That's yeah. all he'll ever be. I mean, Conte's talking, you know, talk about Conte converting him to a win-back as an, as an impact win-back. Spurs fans, all Spurs fans I've seen have not said, yes, we're going to get so much uh, product from this right-hand side. What they've said is this will be brilliant for Son and Kane because he'll drag players out and that frees up space for Son and Kane. So for their system, it'll work. But I, I agree with what Matt said. There were so many times against Sheffield United where he could have made a run into space like Semedo did for the second goal. And he just didn't do it. He just stood there. Um, I'll, I'll, same as Matt. Absolutely love him. I, I In the summer, I was adamant we shouldn't have sold him. And I said that we'd have no ambition if we were to sell him. However, um, if we can sell him and get a player similar to Pedence for the right-hand side, you would then say, OK, we've got more we've got wingers with better technical ability uh you know and mm-hmm. an end product of sorts if we could have oh, two daniel pedences either side that's a lot more effective than a Neto's coming back soon though so yeah so neto's coming back yeah he'll play, yeah. play on the right won't he if right if mm. i said if uh if i say to you now lads adama goes for 20 million and we sign goncarlo gwedge on the season, on a, on a loan to the end of the season, an option to buy. What do you say? I've got no idea who that is, so I'll say keep trying. It, it looks like Guedes. <laughs> like, like he plays for Valencia. He uh, is a right, he's a right-footed winger, very good, similar, similar to Trinca, probably a little bit more explosive. Who's the geezer from Barca who's linked with as well? Like a swap deal? No, no. Who's Man Dembele? That is the most ridiculous rumor I've ever seen. He's on about 400 grand a week. But if um, if we sell a Dharma, in my head, I'm thinking we're going to get a midfielder with that money, not another winger with the likes of Neto and that to come back. But I don't know. What do you reckon, Dave? Would you take that? Yeah. I would would take that as long as we invest in one other position. Probably centre mid or centre half. Would you take that as a replacement for Rodama? It'd give us a lot more balance, Tom. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I think, uh, I, I think it'd be a good deal. And like Dave says, I think if we get him on a loan, 
conserve some of that money for the summer and then spend the money directly on someone in midfield. I think that would be a, a very, very good bit of business. We if, have to do it. I think if we're he all is in going, the... why did he play in the cup if he's going to Spurs? Cup tied. Cup tied. <laughs> Yeah, but like, wouldn't they not want it to be cut tied? Just probably they're not. Close. Normally, yeah. bid together, have they? Yeah. So they can't. Yeah. They can't be dictating. But I think we're all in agreement, lads. If he does go, we have to spend that money. We're not in a position oh, where God, if he yeah. does go, we bank yeah. that cash. Yeah. Jeff will be Jeff will be handed out at Wolverhampton. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the, the fume. But sometimes you just have to do it to for the benefit of the team. Something you just have to sell these players. He's a depreciating asset. You've got to cash in when he's, you know, he's not going to sign this deal now. I don't think. I don't. I think he wants. People keep saying we lose it. We lose money on him, but you've got three or four years service out of him, so you're not losing money at all. Yeah, Tom, you you said that when there were there was rumours that it was going to go in in the summer and that the club lacked ambition. How does it make you feel that Wolves have agreed a loan deal with Spurs for him to go during Mate, the summer? I can't. When I read that, I could not believe that. That is for honestly for for a business company. They they have some very strange. Must have been a fat obligation or loan fee on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They must have had like a a, a big obligation to buy because it can't have been an option. There's no way you would have like no. I, I I would not get my head around loaning one of your best players at the time to a. We could say a competitor for no money for them to maybe at the end of the season say you can have him back. He's got a year less less on his contract and we've got no virtually no money for it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it would just it's just I just can't believe that they actually agreed that from from a business standpoint, it just doesn't make any sense. No, one thing we won't accept is him going on deadline day and the club saying we haven't got, haven't got a chance to bring in someone else. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. It, Jeff. That's um, the concern. Right, lads, we're, we're like 50 minutes through the podcast and we're going to go to the quiz then questions. So I've got six Come questions on. here about... Well, the... I'll see a bit, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first podcast of the year. You've got to make it a bumper one. Come on. About the Premier League season. So there's six questions. I'm going to ask the question um, uh, and then I'm going to ask you for your answers. But we'll <clears> go <throat> in one order, then the other order, so you can't cheat. Um, so... According to who scored, and I'll start with you first, uh, Dave, and then I'll go to Harry, then Tom. Um, according to who scored, who's got the highest average rating for us in the Premier League this season? In the Wolf squad, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Romain Saiz. Romain Saiz. Harry, who are you going to say? Jose Sarr. Tom? Yeah, it's definitely between those two, but I have seen Saïs in quite a few Team of the Weeks, so I'm going to go for Saïs. Well, you're all wrong, chaps. Never. Hey, come on. It was actually Le- Leander then don't know he wasn't. It was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you shitted me. It was, uh, it's Ryan that? Aitnori, an average rating of 7.12. Wow. Ah. Um, to be fair, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, fo- I mean, he's obviously played less games. Closely followed by Saïs, 7.02. And then Adam Traore, 6.96. No, keep him. Keep him. no, 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 no. Well, how do they rate goalkeepers? Come on. Yeah. Got Jeff, a, you've decided to keep Adam Traore. Why was that? Oh, he's actually our third best player. He's expecting yeah. non-penalty he's... goals through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, got, he's in the top 1% for his save percentage. How is he not? Come on. Jose Sarr. Ridiculous. Um, 6.87. Adama's got the most money of the match. That's, that's shocking, that. Yeah, that is. Um, right then, Harry, 
Who has the highest pass completion this season for Wolves in the Premier League? I was going to go like try and be clever and say like Cody or someone, but I'm going to go obvious and say Nevers. Tom? Cody. Oh, God. I probably should have gone with that. <laughs> I was going to say Cody as well. The answer was Connor Cody, 88.4%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sideways passer FC. Let's go. Thomas? Who has had the most minutes in the Premier League this season for Wolverhampton Wanderers? Saw. Dave? Saw as well, yeah. Sorry. Be Saw and Cody, wouldn't it? But I'll go Saw. I don't want to go different. Yeah. It's actually two players you could have had. One of them is Max Kilman, 1,710 1, minutes. And the other one is Jose Sarf. Bosh. Did Cody gets subbed off one of them games. Oh, it was like Brentford or something, isn't it, when he went for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it, it was very close. Yeah. Gunko, Bruno. Um, start with you, Dave, this time. And now this one's a bit of a tricky one. Who has the highest expected goals per 90 for Wolves this season in the Premier League? So, this could be someone who's had got into loads of good chances but played three games. I'm going to go Trinkow. That's a good show. That is a good show. Tom? I'm going to... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on, Harry. There's a, go on, Harry. There's a... Go on, Harry. Yeah, go Harry first. I'm going this one just because I saw goals to game. Like, start. I'm going to go Quang. Ooh, it's okay. Sure. We got this. I think there's quite a few candidates for this, considering how shit our finishing is. Uh, <laughs> I would have gone out of Adama and Samedo. Th- oh yeah, Samedo. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Samedo. Oh yeah, Dave, you no. absolutely nailed it, mate. Yeah, Francisco. Oh, Trinko. 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 Yes. Oh, I don't think he would have been Samedo. We played a Very lot sure. of minutes. Zero. Yeah. Zero point two eight expected goals per ninety. <laughs> Closely followed by Raul Jimenez on point two zero, then Huang, and then Adama Traore with Pedence on point sixteen. Nelson Semedo, well down the list. Yeah, I was going to say he, he's played a lot of minutes, and he only really yeah. had the big chances early on in the season. Didn't I didn't think of Raul. Yeah, Raul's quite an obvious one to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Trinko's a good shout though because he has he, that's the one thing that everyone's been getting on his back about as an I just remembered all the stats from the start of the season he had a ridiculous XG to goal ratio yeah, so. yeah. Um, right then the next two questions uh, Harry who has won the most tackles for Wolves this season um, I'll go with Sace Dave this one's hard because I saw tackles per 91 and Ain't Nori was top in the league. Ooh. But he hadn't he hadn't played a huge amount of games. Yeah. 45 of go... them with Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Samedo. That's a good one. Uh again, it's just tough. Because I think Nevers and Matinho could be up there as well, because they're oh, defensively yeah, really too. good. They're very good at winning the ball back. So oh. I don't know. Oh man. Do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Three, for, I'm, gonna, two, I'm gonna go different. One. I'm gonna go Nevers. I think I it's think, Nevers. I think it's Nevers. Actually, no, you said, no, that. You've said that. Yeah. So there's two players it could have been. Oh, one man. of them is Juan Matinho. Oh no! 
Yeah. And the other player, equal with 40 tackles, is Nelson Semedo. Yeah. Oh, that is on fire. <laughs> no, I went oh, for the wrong one. I went for the wrong one. Oh, I was so Semedo. close. Oh, Nelson Semedo. Fuming. Fuming. I can't believe that. Oh, oh man. Well, look, okay. right then. I'm going to bring this back for the next pod because this is like taking it to the next level. I'm going to have to get some obscure stats. Final question for this week's quiz, this month's quiz, probably because it might not be, it might not be the next one. Uh, we'll start with you first, Tom. No, oh, no. Who has yeah. been fouled the most per ninety for Wolves this season? Scott. <laughs> it's got to be. Hmm. <laughs> I was thinking a Dharma because he just gets hacked down all the time, but I don't know. Well, if you if you're saying a Dharma, I'm gonna have to take your first mm, answer, mate. Yeah, we'll just go, I'll have to go with Dharma first answer. Go on, Harry. I'm going Raul this time. I think Raul is better. Yeah, mm. Raul. Could be the front three. Oh, I would have said a, a Dharma. I'll go with Dharma, but I've got a feeling it could be Pedence. But I, my answer. Well, is yeah, you put this. Well, this. It's 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 none of those. Oh, it's actually, it's actually no, it's actually Huang Yi Chan. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. to be yeah. honest, I forgot he plays for us. One point four, <laughs> one point four per ninety. Bloody hell! Have Which you ever had a top goal even, scorer? That's like so that easy to forget, more No, it doesn't seem that high at all, does it? Mm. I suppose the Dharma's had a few cameos where he's played ten minutes and not even touched the ball. So that's what I mean. Yeah, that was the only thing that was like I was umming and arming about. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. Should we, should we do what? Should we do one more? Yeah, go on. As long as I've got a question. <laughs> <Yeah. Sure. laughs> <Bloody laughs> cool. So we'll do one more. We'll do one more. Who? And this this is a, this is actually a tremendous one. Who has got Dave the highest expected assists for Wolves this season? Oh, I think I know expected this. Expected assists. Yeah. Jimenez. Harry. I'm going to go Samado. <clears throat> Tom. Trinko. <laughs> Everyone's different. So there's actually four on the same. Oh, wow. On the same, which is 1.7 expected <clears throat> assists, which is pathetic <laughs> considering how far we are for the season. But how many goals we scored? Like 16, something like that. 14. Um, so you could have had Joao Martinho. You could have had Daniel Pedence. You could have had Adama Traore. And, of course, you could have had Raul Jimenez. God, so, Dave's, Dave's absolutely smashed this. He, he's he, killed he, it. He, know, he knows ball. He knows ball. <laughs> he does know ball, yeah. He, he does not miss. Oh, man. He scored not. I remember watching it on a video. I thought it was Trinko. Yeah, bloody. <laughs> yeah, what a stinker. You enjoy that, lads? Yeah. Very I need good. a change Very of boxes, good. though. <laughs> Harry, you you did well there, mate. Well, you managed to name seven wolf players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's That's the, made the player. That's the <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, superb stuff. Right, lads, let's get on to the questions time. Uh, questions this time. We've had we've had quite a few come through on Twitter, so thanks for those who have have, uh, have sent sent in the questions. We start with Sam Beacon, uh, contributor to Talking Wolves. Legend. Um, legend. So he's asked, can you see Brunelage's tenure lasting longer than Nuno's Brunelage. on his current trajectory as head coach? Uh, so Nuno is with us, what, four, 
four years? Three and a half? No, four, yeah. Four, four years. I think, Dave, I, think, I think it's hard to answer that because we saw how quick things got sour under Nuno uh, because he had three years and like this time, 18 months ago, Nuno was untouchable. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, very quickly it turned sour. So it's hard to answer that. I think he's doing things right at the moment, but there's, it's only six or seven months in. He's got a long way to go before I'll be able to comfortably answer that question, I think. <laughs> very, very, uh, very yeah. political. Political answer. Yeah. Very diplomatic. Yes. <laughs> hey, very. Got to go, Frank C. Harry? I'm just going to say yes, purely because he's done much better than I thought he was going to do when he came in. So I'm going to say he's going to continue doing really well and last a year longer. I'm going to be Pacific. Be gone after five years. Be Pacific or specific? Pacific. Pacific, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be a reference or something. No, no, I just can't speak, Tom. Being very Atlantic, Tom, can you see him lasting longer than, than, Brun, uh, than Nuno? I would say that the future is a passage of time with many paths and we can't predict what will happen. I'll put you down as a maybe then. Um, <laughs> well, one of the motivational quotes. Yeah, that's not good for I've got Gary it, got it sh- straight, straight off Tumblr. Um, with and this one's from Casey Burns I'll start with you Harry with Neves entering the last two years of his contract in the summer Adama in the last year along and with Matinho, Sais, Marcel and Rudy all out of contract in the summer how do you see the squad changing between now and the start of next season? I think a lot of them are renewed to be honest Um, Jose Sar was pushing for it on Instagram last week wasn't he? Yeah he was that was great that was but maybe the the only one that might, might be gone is Neves if someone comes in and buys him for a ridiculous amount of money. But yeah, I think the majority of them will, will sign a new deal. Mm. David, and obviously Adam might go. I don't know. I think, I think the squad, it, it'll be interesting regarding the expiring contract players because you've got Rudy, Marcel. Those two I'm unsure about. I think Sace and Matinho, you've got to give at least mm. another year yeah, to. you have to. Sace, yeah. Sace is good enough. You know, the... Wars would be daft not to offer him a contract, but in his own head, he, he might think, you know what, I, I could have another couple of years at the top in France. You know, my family might be a little bit more comfortable and so on. Um, but he's good enough to, he deserves a contract, even if he's going to be a squad player for the next year or two, um, at the very least. So I'd, I'd give Matinho and, and say his contracts for sure. And Sarkic has replaced Rudy's number two. <laughs> Yeah, or even me. Uh, see how I get on at Molyneux right, this summer. Fair, yeah, he's, he's done. He's done well at Molyneux. I think he's fair. In recent times, you've done better than John Rudy at Molyneux. Oh, yes, <laughs> I think I, ninety minutes, seven goals conceded. Not too bad, to be fair. That's all right. <laughs> you, had, you had a poor defence in front of you, though, didn't you? So. Oh my god! <laughs> Chop me in there, I'll sort the lot. <laughs> respect, <laughs> respect Tom Rouse. He was <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah. We there's, there's a lot of comments about the the, the back four. It was back five. Sorry. Um, mm. With Ben Donker and Marcel, a lot of people are saying such as Dan- Daniel Lever and Mark Davis. Um, not the Mark Davis he used to play for. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you feel that it's probably best to play Sanderson there with Marcel and Dan Donker looking pretty out of sorts in the game against Sheffield United? My personal opinion on that is, I. I'd I would play Sanderson purely because he's the most match ready at centre half out of all of them. He's yeah, playing centre half week in week. Like, different system, yeah. granted, different league, but then Donker looks looks clunky centre mid and centre half. Marcel didn't feel confident. My personal opinion is chuck him chuck him in, 
chuck him in for the next few games, see how he gets on. If he doesn't, if he doesn't perform, say so come back, send him back to Birmingham. What about you, Dave? I don't know though. I I get it, but I don't think it'll happen. Only because if if Dion was going to be part of the back three, he would have played at least forty five minutes on on Sunday, and it didn't happen. So mm. I think I think put my personal opinion. <coughs> not that I'm not saying if it's the right or wrong one, but I think it's going to be Donk. Mm. Oh man, yeah, no, I want Sanderson in. To be honest, I'm just not. Den Donker and his 15 goals, he's let me down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and he just looks so shaky. I can't believe. Like, he looked good for us in his first like season, but how many know, goals just... are you having down to score this season? 50. You might get own, uh, 15 own goals now. So, we only scored look, 14 as a team. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, listen, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't realize we were going to score so little goals. I thought we were going to be yeah. attacking. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I would much rather see Sanderson play. I just don't trust Dendonker in centre mid or centre half, and I don't trust Marcel at centre half. He'll, he's a maniac. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll, and if we play Sanderson, we've got an all English back three, which is pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty good Tillman's going for rushing. a team full of four mm-hmm. Portuguese players. Mm. Mm. Um, a good question here from Tom McGill, and I really like this one, Harry. If you could put Bruno in charge of any match from Nuno's reign, what what game would it be and why? Uh, the, exactly which game? The FA Cup semi final. Because I don't think Bruno had brought Jotter off and through the game. Yeah, there we go, Dave. Uh, Sevilla Europa League. To oh, be ah, yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah, it's, it's out of those. I would say the semi-final because I think under Bruno Lodge we could have won in the final as well. I'd so. say Chelsea last game of the season in the Europa League season. Oh, man. Because yeah. all we needed was a point. Ooh, and yeah. if, if there's one thing that Wolves don't do under Bruno Lodge, it's concede. And mm. that would have got us into Europe. I like it. All we needed was a point, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah we called it. All we needed yeah, was I forgot. a point and it was just... Even the Burnley game, mate, I'd have put him in charge. But to be fair, Burnley was that was a poor officiating decision, though. That wasn't like no, it was Doherty having no bollocks as usual. That's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Lee Evans did that years ago as well. Third round of the FA Cup against Fulham. Yeah, (laughs) 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 bloody hell. Honestly, no, I was like 14 year old me was absolutely raging at Lee Evans. It was part of his road run at all, mate. That was. Road road <laughs> 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 no, remember that we batted a ball game. Ross yeah. the callback, got a free kick, edge of the box, in the last it in the wall, and Lee Evans just did that, and they won a penalty. Yeah. Oh. Fuming. I sat in the snow for 120 oh. minutes watching that, all Dave for Evans. that, and then lost on penalties. Uh, <laughs> well, a couple more questions. <laughs> yeah, you brought back bad memories. Like that. A couple more questions. We've got one off the Five Star Potential podcast. I don't know who that oh, is. Dave. Yeah. Uh, have you one said that in yourself? No, mate. I think it was Joe out of all people, probably. Because the question is, how gorgeous is Dave as a party? That's oh. so you definitely no, no, it's not. Nah. I thought they um, reviewed restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so if you that's could, uh, bites. <laughs> if you could only oh, sign one player this window and money wasn't an issue, who would it be, Dave? Are we going realistic, like people that would actually join, or just anyone? Um, well, it says money's not an issue, so I, I suppose you could convince anyone to join if you're paying like five million pound a week. But let's go realistic. Oh, uh, Coutinho, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally the star for the villa. Renato, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> 
a bit boring, sorry. He's a good player, though. He's a good player. How do you like it? Who did you say, Tom? Uh, I would... Emmanuel Dennis from Watford. What a player. So you had all the players in the world and all the money and you chose Emmanuel <laughs> Dennis. Okay, for Mbappe then. <laughs> no, but obviously uh, he's not going to join, is he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sa- Sa- Sanchez, yeah. I, because Just because it's it's so boring, but we that dynamic midfielder, you just, you, that team would be so... Neves, Sanchez midfield pair would just be like ridiculous. But Emmanuel Dennis is a good shout. I'm not saying it's not a favourite name, but he's got like what is it, eight goals in a pretty poor yeah, lot like, like money's not an issue, and he's probably gonna I'll go uh, 25 million quid. I'll throw a name Jesse out there for Lingard. you. I'm gonna go Jesse yeah. Lingard. Okay, fair enough. Who <laughs> <laughs> we got on this podcast? It's yeah. a good it's a good thing we're not on the board, isn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah, I've got that's realistic, here. isn't it? Is that realistic? Like Sanchez, final name. Yeah, but you've got, got all the money in the world, Sanchez. he's available on the free in the summer. Like all right, CR seven, Cristiano Ronaldo. There we go. If we're talking, oh, this is ridiculous. If, if, we, if, we're talking, <laughs> if we're talking players are available on the screen in the summer... For, it's like the two-star podcast. I, I would... I'd be looking at Zachariah at uh, Munchenglad-Back, the midfielder. He's I'll, going on a free. Got all the money in the world. That's what he just said. Which is what I just said, your helmet. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was so dumb. I was so dumb. I was too busy thinking. And then yeah, you'd be oh. like Divock Origi or Jesse Lingard yeah. or, or any of those. Anyway. I've got a name for you. Do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean that legged? Yeah. Honestly, I'd love for us to sign like your Origi's Lingard. Get like the, the kind of the, you know. Just I get them all in. in my head when I said that. Sorry, I didn't really get these big names. Like get these big names in. Just give them. Get, Tommy's honestly, a Yadar. Phil, Phil Jones next. Phil Jones next. We need some proper Phil Premier Jones. League experience. Proper Premier League players. So Phil, let's get Phil Jagielka. <laughs> Chris Samba still playing. Oh Chris, God, Samba. Chris, Chris Samba, get him in in defence. Right? He's an absolute tank. He's a horrific. I think uh, I think that's enough shouts anyway for me to want to win the podcast. Um, <laughs> Really good one to the, uh, today, chaps. Enjoyed that. Uh, hopefully, those playing along with the quiz at home and let us know in the comments or tweeting us how how, how well you done did on that. Did you do as well as Dave or did you just take part like Harry? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know in the comments. But um, Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish? Uh, at Dave as a party, D A V E A W Z O P A R D I on Twitter. Tom, where can people find you? Yeah, Twitter as well. Tom underscore Parker twelve. Harry, remember it's an underscore. Where can people find you? And yeah, the seventy seven club. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure covering Finn. I hope, I hope you've had a nice holiday, mate. Um, Harry Cheers, underline mate. Mansell Twitter, the All Seventy Seven Club Twitter, YouTube, all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, Finn is on his his fourth holiday of the calendar year already. Um, <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Where's he gone? Love Somewhere. Moldy, mate. Living life. I feel like I feel like Den Donker of the Talking Walls podcast. I'll just come in for like the stars every now and then. John Ruddy, yeah. Cover. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts really loud. Um, and I'm M Cooper Wrights on Twitter and Matt Cooper Bites on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, you also may have seen the past couple of weeks that we've partnered with BBC Sports. So we're writing articles for, for those guys on those guys talking about a lot of the couple of fellas down the road. Um, we're, we're writing for BBC Sport uh, every week now. So Dave had an article out last week. 
I've had one out this week about Adama Traore, so they'll be they'll be coming every week. So make sure you, you you look out for those. But in in talking Wolves podcast tradition, Dave, would you like to uh, sign off the show? Yeah, sure. I believe now, by the way, guys, if you listen on Spotify, as long as your app is up to date, because mine wasn't, you can rate the podcast. So if you listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave mm. us a five-star review. Uh, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, it's bye from me and say goodbye, everyone else. Goodbye, everyone else. And, and bye, everyone. If there's, an, if there's enough demand, we'll do another deadline day uh, live. Let us know if you want that and we'll we'll happily oblige. But until next time guys, thank you. Take care Please, and enjoy yourselves. <laughs>